0: girlfriends episode number 17 splitting housework splitting hairs hello and welcome to girlfriends i'm danielle bean i'm a wife and a mom and i'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace balance and joy in family living So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Girlfriends. I'm real glad that you're here with me for another week, another episode here where we're getting together to talk about the stuff that really matters to women this week we're talking about housework and splitting housework in couples. So it's a little bit of marriage related content here. Um, but before we get to that, I want to check in with you. What's going on in your world? What are you up to these beautiful spring days? Um, let's see. What's going on with me? Baseball. <laughs> I'm not recording by a porta potty, but I am recording in a parking lot while, um, one of my sons is playing. Rafe has his practice. Um, it's at a different park this week and it's actually really beautiful out. Uh, Dan and I managed to get a nice long walk in before we came here. So I'm still wearing my athletic stuff and I'm stuck in the car here. Um, because it's pretty windy out. I would sit outside, not by the porta potty perhaps. Um, but it's really windy and I think it would, uh, kind of affect the sound here. So I'm going to stay in the car for now. Um, And so, yeah, baseball, for sure. I've been enjoying going to some of um, my older son's games, my oldest, um, not my oldest, my oldest that's still playing. Ambrose is my third. And he's a senior in high school this year, and he's playing on the high school team. And it's just been a real joy. I love watching the big boys play. I love watching all the different ages play. But baseball is such a traditional, all American kind of classic sport to me that I love that my boys play it. And I love it when you can watch the bigger kids. So those of you who have kids who are in Little League and you're kind of dying at those long games and long practices, it does pay off later and you can really enjoy watching them when they gain some skills. And some of the, the games get real competitive and they're really exciting to watch. And you can watch your, your child grow and as he gains new skills. I've really enjoyed uh, baseball with all of my sons. So, um, you know, it's not something that I regret ever putting the time in for. It's definitely worth it to me. So, yeah, we're doing a lot of baseball, a lot of driving around for baseball. I'm trying to get outdoors more these days. It's actually really beautiful out. And I'm able to run a little bit, which feels great. And, um, you know, just really looking forward to even warmer days coming up. This past week, um, I got through... (laughs) the uh, budget meetings for magazine work, which is, you know, my day job, what I do for uh, Catholic Digest, um, Today's Catholic Teacher and Catechist Magazines. I I serve as publisher with uh, Bayard, which is the, the publishing company that I work for. And we had budget meetings in Boston this last week. And oh my gosh, oh, I am not a budget person. I don't even like to do our family budget, which I do minimally. I do what I have to, to keep us afloat. But doing the magazine budgets i mean that is not that is not a language i speak i like break out in hives when i have to put things into spreadsheets and Anyway, I survived and I think we actually did pretty well. And I'm looking forward to the coming year with the magazines. We've got some great plans. Um, We've got some new people that are coming on board. So, super excited about that and super relieved to have that budget process behind me for another year. Um, You know, there's budgeting stuff I have to do year round, but it's never quite as intense as it has been for this past year. Something else going on in my working world that I'm super excited about is. I have a book that's coming out, a new book. Um, Momnipotent was my last book with Ascension Press. This is a new book that I have coming out hopefully next month with Beacon Publishing, which you may not have heard of because it's actually the publishing company name for um, Matthew Kelly, who I'm sure you're familiar with, um, all the work that he does with Dynamic Catholic. Really a great um catholic speaker author you know best-selling author he's used beacon publishing as his own uh, publishing company to publish his own books and he's only just now starting to publish some books by other people um, kind of building that part of his business and i'm excited to be a part of it at the very beginning so i have a book that's coming out with beacon publishing hopefully like i said next month may 2016 and the title of it is you're worth it subtitle is Change How You Feel About Yourself by Discovering How Jesus Feels About You. And I just got the cover, and I'm super excited about the cover. I love it. I love the color of it. I love the style of it. It doesn't really have an image. It's really just the the words, the print on the cover. And I'm going to ask if I have permission to share it. So if I do have permission to share the cover, I'll do so on social media in the coming week. I'll also put some a uh, a link in the show notes so you can check it out. So the book is, like the subtitle tells you, learning about how Jesus feels about you. And I'm really excited to be doing this, this work because, you know, with Momnipotent, I was specifically speaking to moms, but this book speaks to all women. And what I've done to structure the book is look at Jesus's real relationships with real women that we know about in the Gospels, the Gospel stories, which I've always been so moved by. Just imagining. Jesus speaking to and touching and healing and just physically being present in the lives of these real women, you know, healing them and forgiving them their sins, talking with them, teaching them, and all the different kinds of women that he interacted with and the different kinds of interactions he had with them and what we can learn about that from our, about our own feminine spirituality and what we can learn about Jesus and how much he loves us and how much he he loves women and uh, you know, our special calling as women in a relationship with Jesus. And so there's just so much to explore there. And I've done it in this book, um, broken it up by different chapters, looking at um, some, some different themes that kind of come out in the gospel stories. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. I, I hope you'll be interested in checking it out. It's a book that really speaks to all women. It, it, for sure, it's Catholic. It's from a Catholic perspective. But I really think any woman who's Christian um, and any woman who's even just curious about— Who Jesus is and what that might mean for her. And part of a big motivation for me writing this book was so many women are hurting, and so many of us are longing for something and we don't even know what it is. And Jesus fills all of that longing and fills all those needs. And so few of us think to turn to him in all these different parts of our lives. So this book is um, a little bit personal sharing, but also a little bit kind of encouraging other people to explore that relationship with Jesus and all the great things, the great fruit, the fulfillment that can come from that. So I'll be sharing more about that in the coming weeks when it becomes available. Um, So again, the title of that is You're Worth It, and it's coming out from Beacon Publishing in the next month or so. So pretty excited about that. Okay, but I've already spent six and a half minutes, and I haven't even talked about this week's topic. So... Splitting Housework, Splitting Hairs. That was actually the title of uh, a chapter that I wrote in my book uh, many years ago, the one that I wrote for Pauline, which was Mom to Mom Day to Day, which was very much practical advice and support for everyday kind of Catholic living. And that was a very popular chapter in that book because I was talking specifically about splitting household work inside of a marriage And this is a very tricky issue. It's something that a lot of us I know struggle with. Um, I know I've struggled with it throughout my marriage in different ways, but never more so than in my early marriage when I had this dumb, 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 dumb idea that marriage was 50-50, housework should all be 50-50. I kind of had this like sense of like justice or something that I was bringing with me into this marriage. And real life doesn't work that way. And marriage for sure is not 50-50. If you're not both giving a 100%, you're going to fail at this thing. So I think it's really important at the outset of this conversation to kind of address that. That especially, I think those of us, um, even those of us who don't, don't, Ascribe to what our culture teaches us about, you know, feminism or what what it means to be an equal partner to your husband. Um, culturally speaking, if we reject some of what our culture teaches us about male roles and, and women's roles, and uh, even if even those of us who reject some of that have trouble with this sometimes. I, I really think it's a way that Satan kind of works his way into our marriages and can help us to build resentment where there doesn't need to be any uh, and a sense of injustice or a sense of being put upon or taken advantage of. And it's really easy to slip into that kind of mindset. So I really want to encourage you today to be open to changing your heart about splitting housework inside of your marriage and what what that should look like. I mentioned that that chapter in Mom to Mom Day to Day that I wrote years ago, and it got a lot of attention. In fact, I got in trouble with a lot of people for it that didn't like what I said, because what I said was it was never more freeing to me, never more liberating inside of my marriage than when I decided to let go of the idea that my husband, Dan, should ever do any housework at all. Yeah. I know. That sounds nuts, right? And it sounds completely unfair and it's crazy and whatever. I'm not saying he doesn't do any housework. I'm saying I let go of the idea that he owed me something, that he it was unfair if, you know, he didn't do X, Y, or Z every Wednesday afternoon at six o'clock, that... I had to let go of that idea and just take on that responsibility. At the time I wasn't working outside of the home. He was working full time outside of the home. So um, I'm not saying this, I'm not sharing this with you to tell you this is what it should look like inside of your marriage because it doesn't even look that way inside of my marriage today because we've changed and our roles have changed. But at the time I was working full time in the home, not, not for anybody, but for my family, I was, you know, full time stay at home mom. And he was working full time outside of the home as a teacher. And It just made sense for me to fully accept that responsibility of housework inside of the house. So what does that mean? Stuff like, you know, preparing meals, grocery shopping, cleaning bathrooms, keeping things tidied up in the house, cleaning the kitchen, you know, loading, unloading the dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. You know, laundry, all that stuff. Um even stuff like, uh, you know, childcare stuff was mostly on my shoulders. And um, like I said, it was never more freeing than when I let go of the idea that those things needed to look like 50-50, even when we were both in the house at the end of the day, that those things need to be 50-50 or it was somehow not fair to me. I had to let go of that. At the time, it was very freeing to me, and it didn't mean that Dan wasn't helping out. He's always been, you know, more than willing to help out, especially when I'll ask him. There are certain things that he's naturally better at or that he enjoys more, and I try to take advantage of that. But so the first thing that I want to encourage you to do in approaching this topic is evaluate what's important to you. Whatever your state is right now, whether you're at home full-time or you're working full-time or your husband's a stay-at-home dad or whatever the situation is, Figure out what's important to you. Because a big part of this conversation is what what your priorities are. And we bring to our marriages these ideas that, you know, the husband should take out the trash and the wife should cook dinner or whatever, you know, the particular details are that you grew up with that you make these assumptions about inside of your marriage. Sometimes that's a recipe for an explosion of bad feelings because you're both bringing different ideas to your marriage, different expectations. So I think it's important to evaluate and talk with your husband about what's important to you with regard to housework, what's important to get done on a daily basis. For sure, you got to have some kind of plan for meals and, you know, keeping a reasonably tidy kitchen keeps everybody happy and keeps the household functional. Um, But other things like how often should sheets be changed? Um, how How caught up does the laundry need to be done? Do you expect laundry to be done every day? Do you expect it to be done three times a week? Um, what are your thoughts about that? Do you have like certain routines that you expect, like bathrooms need to be cleaned on Saturdays, or are you more flexible than that? There's no there's you know, there's no right or wrong here. This isn't a, a moral situation. It's figuring out what's important to you, what your priorities are, what you think is a bare minimum as far as housework for, for just getting done, not necessarily by any particular person. And make sure you talk with your husband about that, that you both are are communicating about what your expectations are from yourselves and from each other. And then it's important to make a plan as a team. This doesn't mean that you're always going to be 50-50 splitting everything right down the middle so that it's absolutely fair, um, but you're going to make a plan as a team for um, what makes the most sense. Who has the time? Who has the ability? Who has the talent to be able to get certain things done? You know, one thing that I did in um, that early part of my marriage that I referenced where I spent a lot of time resenting my husband for not doing enough um, and for taking advantage of me, the poor slaving woman in the household, during that time, I completely took for granted the stuff that Dan did outside of the home and I'm and even I'm not even talking about him working full-time outside of the home which he was doing but I'm talking about stuff like shoveling snow and and cleaning off cars in the wintertime or mowing the lawn and bringing the trash to the dump and all this stuff I just you know that was just expected and yet here i was feeling so resentful because things were expected of me inside the house and so i think it's important to talk together as a team and make a plan as a team for what what basic things need to get done who it makes sense to have do most of them and you know and it's and then also be open to the idea that not every week is going to work out exactly as you plan it as this team, you know. I think too often when we're keeping score and um, trying to make sure that nobody's going to take advantage of us, I mean, what a terrible attitude to have in your marriage, by the way, which is supposed to be about self-giving love. And it's a vocation of self-giving. And yet here we are protecting ourselves. Oh, I don't want him to, I don't want to be a doormat. I don't want to be the one who ends up doing too much work. Got to make sure that I'm not doing more than my fair share what a terrible attitude to have toward what's supposed to be a vocation of self-gift. So keeping in mind um, that, make a plan as a team for what it makes the most sense, and then be open to the idea that not every week is going to look exactly like that. And um, I know for me, for sure, having that plan in place, like, is it important that, you know, The dishwasher gets loaded every night after dinner and the kitchen gets reasonably cleaned up and kids bath times and bedtime routines happen. And those things are kind of happening at the same time. You know, make a plan with your husband is, is does one of you prefer one or the other of those things? Should you trade off? Um, You know, who's doing what Um, are you okay with just sort of deciding in the moment? What makes the most sense for who to do what, you know, have that conversation. I think too often we have, a lot of conversations inside our own heads without our spouse getting the benefit of our point of view. And we can develop terrible attitudes and we can develop resent resentment against our spouse in a way that's completely unnecessary if only we thought to communicate about these things sooner. So it's important to evaluate what's important to you, both personally and as a family and as a couple. Talk about it together. Make a plan together because there's nothing worse inside of a marriage than when you pit yourselves one against the other, when you're meant to be a team. You know, I think when you set up your your household work, the amount of work that needs to be done to maintain your home and raise your family, that when you set that up as these are our goals, this is our challenge that's facing us together and how are we going to meet these goals and face these challenges together, then you're a team rather than here's the stuff that needs to be done and it's me versus you who's going to get away with doing the least stuff, you know? I mean, it's so immature and yet it's what so many of us spend so much time doing, at least inside of our own heads, thinking about these things, keeping score in that way, being resentful. It's all so damaging to our relationships. It's so damaging to our marriages and, It's important to let go of that, to let go of that. Really, do you want everything to come out perfectly fair? Do you want to be sure that the score comes out perfectly even every time and nobody's doing, you know, more than their share? Or do you want to have a happy, healthy, loving marital relationship in which you you trust your partner and he loves you and you're both looking for the, the betterment of each other? Do you want that kind of generosity in your relationship? Then you need to do it, too. You can't just, you know, hold on to that resentment and expect your husband's going to come around when what he's he's meeting from you is this sense of competition and resentfulness. So you need to change your attitude, that idea of not keeping score and being generous. Switching your attitude to an idea of generosity. And, you know, I mentioned that years ago when I made that decision to completely take on all the household duties and not bear any kind of resentment for my husband if he wasn't doing anything, not expecting anything out of him. You know, I found that that released me from, first of all, that burden of keeping track and making and keeping score all the time, which I didn't even realize I was burdened by, but I was hugely burdened by it. And it made my relationship with my husband so much more open and loving if you can do it without holding on to that resentment, if you can do it with a genuine spirit of generosity, it really blesses your relationship. And a lot of good things come from that, including your husband wanting to help you out. (laughs) So crazy, but it's true. If you're not sitting there demanding and holding things over his head and saying, well, I did X, Y, and Z, and so now you owe me these jobs here. And it's not fair if you don't do them. And If you let go of that, then you very much, both of you cultivate a spirit of cooperation and loving and generosity inside of your relationship that pays off in that you're meeting these challenges together. And also during that time where I was doing 100% of the inside the housework, um... It doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna accomplish everything yourself and that you're not ever gonna clock out. I think it's important that especially if you're taking on the line share of duties inside of your home and inside of the housework. You know, if you stay home and your your husband works outside the home, that's very naturally going to happen. You're the one that's there when the trash needs to be taken out. You're the one that's there when the lunch dishes are sitting in the sink. So. That's very much naturally going to happen. But that doesn't mean that you have to be burdened by it, overburdened by it, that um something I found helpful to do at different times in, in my life has been to kind of clock out at a certain time that 8 p.m., you know, when we had a bunch of little kids who were mostly in bed by 8 p.m., I wasn't going to be doing any housework after that time. You know, I, even if there was still laundry to fold, it was going to wait until the next day, even if there was still other stuff to do. And... That can be a really a good way that you can kind of set limits on on that feeling of resentment set limits on feeling exhausted and depleted and just overwhelmed by household stuff all the time is having that kind of a spirit and I've found too that um in that, in that same time period where I would say like, I'm going to clock out at 8 PM, for example, I, I would share that with my husband and say, you know what? I, you know, it was like seven 30. We're, we're getting the kids into bed. If you can help with getting the kids to bed, I can finish cleaning up the kitchen and then we'll be free to spend some time together after that, where we're not focused on jobs that need to be done. So I think it's so important to have those conversations. So, um, I'm going to run out of time here. So I just want to review what we talked about here a little bit. First of all, with regard to household chores, with regard to splitting household duties inside of your home, inside of your family, inside of your marriage, evaluate what's important to you. I can't tell you what's important to you. Maybe you don't care if, you know, the, the laundry piles up all week and you do it over the weekend together. Whatever works for you. Talk about it together. Have that conversation, first of all, with yourself. What's really important to me? because sometimes I find that we really slave and we work so hard to do things inside of our homes and our families that actually we don't even care about. If we pause and think about it, what's important to us? Let's, let's focus on you know prioritizing according to what's important to us personally, but then also talk with your husband about what's important to him, what's important to the family. And then as a team, make a plan together for what makes the most sense. And this doesn't mean writing down every single little job that ever needs to get done and making sure somebody's name is next to it and the other person never has to do that because the other person's name is there. No. Making a plan as a team that's flexible and open and generous, which is the last point, which is change your attitude, move away from that concept of keeping score. Whenever you feel that little voice in your head starting to keep score, starting to like build up resentment, recognize it for what it is because That's not your guardian angel whispering to you. That's not the voice of Jesus telling you what to focus on inside of your marriage so that you can grow in love together. That is the evil one. That is Satan working his way into your relationship. Recognize that when you hear that little voice, when you feel that temptation toward that mindset of keeping score, of being selfish or being self-protective inside of your relationship. Recognize what it is and then reject it for what it is. And so that's it. Evaluate your priorities, make a plan together as a team, and then change your attitude from selfishness, scorekeeping, to openness, love, and generosity. Hey, girlfriends, who are we talking to this week? It's time for an interview. So this week I had the opportunity to talk with Diana Von Glon from The Faithful Traveler. She is a great lady, just a beautiful spirit, and her ministry is something you're really going to be interested in hearing more about. If you like the Travel Channel, here it is, Catholic style. The Faithful Traveler, Diana Von Glahn. Take a listen. I am so happy to be welcoming a special guest here today on Girlfriends. Diana Von Glan is with us. Diana is the co-producer writer, host, and sometimes even the camera person and editor of The Faithful Traveler, which is a television series that looks at travel and pilgrimage through the lens of faith. She's a cradle Catholic who loves her faith and loves sharing it with others through travel and television. Her website is thefaithfultraveler.com. Hi, Diana. Welcome to Girlfriends. I am so glad you're here with us. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we connected on Twitter. We've connected in other ways. You've done some writing for Catholic Digest, but it's really fun to just be able to have this kind of conversation, girlfriend to girlfriend. And, you know, I'm looking forward to all that you're going to share with me and our listeners here today. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, maybe before we get into the hardcore questions that I ask everybody, (laughs) you can just maybe just give us a little background about what's the history of The Faithful Traveler? How'd you get started in that and how long has it been around?
1: Well, my husband and I have been working on it for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, We started it shortly after we got married and it was actually on our honeymoon. Well, as we were planning our honeymoon that we kind of got the idea um, you know, we were big travel channel watchers at the time. And we um, I, I like like you said, I'm a cradle Catholic. So I've been going to Catholic places of my whole life, you know, and mm-hmm. as you move around the world and around the country, you always kind of gravitate to, you know, Catholic places because that's where you're home, you right. know. So, um, my husband David was a new convert and, and so as I planned our honeymoon, I was kind of doing a mixture of, you know, touristy and sacred sites. And, and we were talking and saying, gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if there was a, a television show that was like worthy of the travel channel, right. but that went to Catholic places, you know, yeah. because I mean, there were, there were some, you know, Catholic people who went to places, but it wasn't really quite the production values that, you know, we the younger generations are more used to. Sure. So and then, you know, you turn to like the History Channel and it's like beautiful, but it's like all lies. you know? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So, you know,
1: so we're <laughs> just like, OK, we we want to watch a show that's actually good and informative and so we kind of played around with it on our honeymoon, and then when we came back, we were like, you know what, we should totally do this. So um, I taught myself how to edit, and um, just kind of we just created it from there. And wow. we have been learning as we go along, and I think every season we just keep getting better and better.
0: That is awesome. That I love that it started on your honeymoon. So it's really yeah. been a joint venture. Now, do, is this full time work for both of you?
1: It's actually um, a hobby. We both have full time jobs, mm-hmm. so because I know what you know, that's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know, being Catholic doesn't pay anything, so um, what? we can't. <laughs> well, we we could not make a living on this show. I mean, we can't even. Um, we're like the show does not bring enough uh, money to you know to even pay for itself. So Yet. we pay for the show by well, you know, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> But we pay for the show because we have full-time jobs. So, right. you know, ours, and we don't have children. So this is kind of like our baby. Yeah. Um you know, we are blessed to have jobs. And, and we've we've recently started getting some sponsorships with the show. But, um, you know, so for now it is a it is a hobby that we love greatly and that takes a good deal of our time.
0: Right. Well, we're glad you're doing it. And I'm really looking forward to a lot of the new stuff that you're going to be sharing um, very shortly here. But, okay, before we um, go any further, I want to make sure we get our questions in that I ask everybody who dares to come on Girlfriends. Um, <laughs> so to get us started, Diane, and I sent you these the other night, so you had a little time to think about it. What did you decide that you'd like to share about a time when you felt like you really triumphed, like either professionally or personally? When did you ever first feel a sense of achievement or accomplishment?
1: You know these questions are so good. I can't even tell you. Like, um, I, I, in fact, I, as you know, I emailed you, and I'm like, what am I? What, what part of my life
0: am I supposed to address here? Yeah, whatever you're feeling called to talk about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I gave it a lot of thought because, um, you know, I mean, the faithful traveler has been a short period of my life, but everything kind of led up to it, I think. Um, So, looking at my life, I think probably the greatest triumph is actually kind of funny. It's also tied into my greatest mistake, but God only knows what the purpose is. My right. greatest triumph was when I passed the California bar. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that I was just... I there. didn't know you did. That's awesome. I did. I did. I, I went to law school at Notre Dame, and um, I don't know why, and it was um, it was a very big mistake because I was not meant to be a lawyer, and um, I didn't like it at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I... I persevered and, um, like a stubborn girl that I am. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I graduated and, you know, the whole time I just felt like an idiot. Um, I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I didn't want to be there. And yet for some reason I kept doing it. And so when I, when I studied for the bar, um, I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to do this because you know, that's what comes next. And then I passed and I was like, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Pretty cool. And you know and everybody was like, well, you know, JFK Jr. failed 3 times and I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much for that, you know. But so then I think that was probably the first moment that in my life that I felt like, wow, I did this completely on my own. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, somebody taught me, but sure. um so that was probably the greatest moment of triumph for myself. I mean, with regards to the Faithful Traveler, you know, anytime something good happens, there's always a great deal of work that follows it. So I never have time to. Ex- Appreciate the triumph that.
0: Right, you know? I know what so. you mean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I didn't know that about you, and um, that's something you can you can sit on that accomplishment for the rest of your life, right? You totally beat yes. out JFK Jr.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and my loans for the rest um, of <laughs>
0: those two will follow you around for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, so funny how we we don't know early on exactly where <laughs> our paths are going to take us, and I think mm. I think a lot of young people find themselves in a situation like you just described like why am I here why am I doing this and for whatever number of reasons but um, you persevered and you did pass the bar so I think that's awesome thanks for sharing that yeah all right well now we're to the tough part where you have to tell about a mistake now you got to brag a little now we get it but I I love the answers to this because I think this is where women really connect because it's in our failures that we are most human and that we really can connect with each other on the things that matter the most so Tell us about a time that you experienced a mistake or a failure of some kind, again, either professionally or personally, and what you learned from it.
1: Well, this was a hard question because, um, I mean, how how many mistakes have I made? Like, I I mean, let me count the ways, you know. Right, I
0: know. So many people say that. They're like, oh, which one should I pick?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I am constantly making mistakes. And Mm -hmm. and usually... um, I think my biggest mistake usually tends to be um, my big mouth. You know, I, I'm very quick to speak and not to think. Um, this mistake actually happened when I was being interviewed um, during the World Meeting of Families by Jonette Bankovich and Doug Keck on oh, nice. EWTN. Yeah. yeah. And Jonette asked me about this blog post that I had written called The Apostolate of Cheerfulness. And and essentially, you know, the the gist of it was, you know, I feel very uncomfortable when people talk about the, the show being my ministry because you know I'm not a minister I'm just a girl who likes to travel and happens to be Catholic you know mm-hmm. so um, this is I don't look at this as a ministry but I remembered reading um, something that Saint Jose Maria Escriva wrote about the Apostolate of Cheerfulness and mm-hmm. the concept was essentially that you know our, it is our joy that entices people towards what we love and what we love is, is God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it is, it is all of that that will, um, not, not words, not actions. It's our, it's our joy. It's our cheerfulness that will bring people toward God like moths to a flame. And so I was talking to, Ed, and Doug and I said something stupid like who wants to be around somebody who's depressed and I, oh, gosh. I know <laughs> I mean <laughs> and you know like I didn't even think about it but wow the, the depressed people really commented on that one and you know to be fair I mean like I I commented afterwards and I was like you know I've been depressed my whole life you know times I mean sure. not my whole life but so it's like I'm not I wasn't essentially And saying, you didn't
0: mean that. Yeah,
1: I mean. <laughs> I know. But, but it was like, wow, foot in mouth, you know. And I right. mean, it, it really, the good thing about it was it, it said to me, um, and I think a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to speak Correctly, when you're on the spot on television, you know, yeah. and not say something stupid. And so it taught me to give other people a break because I hope that they give me one when I
2: say something dumb like that, too. You I, yeah.
0: Know? <laughs> and that, I mean, I think that's, there's a good lesson for all of us in that. First of all, the power of your words that, yeah. you know, Simca yeah. Fisher shared a similar story where she had, it wasn't on TV, but it was something she had written online kind of flippantly and insensitively mm-hmm. and really took a lot of flack for it. And she was saying, rightly so. I, w- I was wrong. But then, you know, it does make you pause and recognize how, how powerful our words are and how powerful they are to encourage or discourage people. And then that this, the other side of that, too, that you mentioned – give people a break you know they say yeah. one thing in the heat of the moment or you know on the spot on tv it's so so easy to mess up in such embarrassing ways honestly i mean yeah. i know i personally whenever i've been interviewed on tv so or when i've been interviewed on the radio there's so many times i'm at the end of it i'm like Oh, sweet humility. Need yeah. to, <laughs> I need to not replay that in my head and just move mm-hmm. on and uh, offer it up because, you know, it doesn't all come out perfectly. So um, yeah. important lessons for all of us there. I'm sure Johnette was very gracious about it.
1: Oh, they didn't even flinch. I don't know if they if it occurred to them because, you know, because of the context of what right. I was saying, it wasn't anti-depressed people. It was pro-cheerfulness, you know, so it right. was like, and, and so, yeah, it didn't even occur to me until afterwards either. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, silly. and I'm
0: interested in this cheerfulness, of post- uh, what is it, apostolate of cheerfulness, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it's called, and mm-hmm. I'm going to check that out. Maybe you can send me the link and we'll share it on the show notes for your blog post on that, because that's really, I mean, as a naturally optimistic and cheerful person that sometimes annoys people, yes. I, w- mm-hmm. I would like to be able to tell people it's an apostolate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not being annoying. I'm ministering to your your needs. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Thanks, Diana. Let's move on to the next question where I love hearing about this because there's so much great advice out there and this way we all get to reap the benefits of it. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Who gave it to you and how do you try to implement it in your life?
1: Well... Uh, you know, again, I, I've, I've received so much good advice over the years, but the one that really struck me when I read the question was one that I had heard recently and it wasn't, it wasn't really said to me directly. It was just something that I had read. Um, you know, as we all know, mother Angelica died recently. And, um, as a result, you know, I was glued to EWTN for the, you know, the week after her death and watching all of Raymond Arroyo's interviews. And, and I actually went back, um, and bought his audiobook of mother Angelica's biography and oh, I was cool. listening to it. Yeah. And one of the things, and I cannot recommend it enough. He really is just a master performer. Seriously. Like I have newfound respect for him, but, mm-hmm. um, at one point mother talks about living in the present, you know, and that is not something that I am good at. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and, you know, you think like, and and for me, you know, doing what I'm doing, like if anybody would understand it, it's Mother Angelica, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought, you know, if Mother can do this, then so can I. Uh-huh. And so I thought, you know, so that's kind of the the concept of you know just trying to remain in the present, trusting that. God put what is in your face at that moment on purpose, and he wants you to address it and not worry about the future, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of trust in his providence. So I'm, I'm still struggling to implement that. Um, but I, I think it is definitely, you know, it's just really essentially just, you know, mindfulness, um, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on on that kind of thing. and And I think it helps Um, Today with all of us that we're so stressed and we're so worried about the future and everything and you know, just kind of also, you know, especially with the year of divine mercy, you know, Jesus, I trust in you. Well, do we really put our money where our mouth is, you know, (laughs) I know. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes those are the most reluctant words I ever speak in prayer. Are I yeah. trust in you. <laughs> like, oh gosh. And you know what? He takes it. He takes it. And yeah. even if that's the only cruddy thing we have to offer him is a very reluctant trust. He he yeah. works with that. So um beautiful advice from Mother Angelica and something that I think most women can relate to. You know, yeah. the idea of that. So many of us, we're living in the past, regretting our pasts, or we're living in the future, anxious, you know, filled with anxiety about what the future might hold for us and for the people we love. And God's calling us to be right here, right now, doing his will in this very moment. And yeah. such a challenge to focus on that. Um, you yeah. know, that reminded me of some advice another uh, another mom years ago gave me, which was, do what you're doing. Uh And it's so simple. And Mm -hmm. yet it's so hard to do. (laughs) So hard to just give yourself that permission to do just the thing that you're doing and focus on it. But Mm -hmm. how much our work benefits and more importantly, how much our relationships benefit from us giving them that focused attention. It's so hugely important.
1: Yeah. And I think it it also helps us to be more grateful because when we're not worried about the future, worried about the past, we can see what is in front of us and actually appreciate it and give thanks for it, you know, instead of letting the worry overtake that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly that. that. It's it's. It gives you greater gratitude in the moment and greater enjoyment of everything yeah. that you have, the blessings that you have, you know, if you have children yeah. or with your spouse and, um, or even in your work, just, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on your work. So how many times do we try to do 16 different tasks at once, and we haven't focused on any of them. We have no sense of satisfaction. We've done all of them poorly. At the end of the day, we're feeling frazzled and confused and pulled in too many directions. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you, Diana. And thank you, Mother Angelica.
1: Yeah, (laughs) she's awesome.
0: (laughs) She's the best, honestly. I mean, I've loved her for years, but, you know, of course, with her making the news with her recent death on Easter Sunday. Love mm-hmm. love it when God gives us those little graces <laughs> um, yeah, and and treats His children specially in that way, but um just so such good, wise words and so very practical, you know that's what yeah. I think I really love about her that she wasn't afraid to say the things, and yeah, so often we need to just hear the things, so mm-hmm. great, yep. yeah. Okay, well, I think um, we won't have time for another question if we're going to fit in your lightning round, you know. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that went by quickly. It always does because I always love talking <laughs> with all of you girls here on Girlfriends, and we have so much in common. And that's what I really love, actually, about sharing those same questions every time. And I've heard from listeners who say the same, that they, mm-hmm. it really does highlight the things that we have in common and then the beautiful ways in which we're different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so don't get nervous, Diana. I always try to make okay. people nervous for their lightning round. <laughs> Okay and nobody really ever gets nervous <laughs> i got I i g i won't do it to you because you're so sweet but somebody i'm gonna have to surprise them with horrible questions. <laughs> <laughs> instead of the softball ones that i usually ask (laughs) but if you're ready let me get my timer set here all right here we go with lightning round with diana von Glon from the faithful traveler on the girlfriend's podcast okay diana when you get a rare moment alone what guilty pleasure do you like to indulge in
1: uh watch tv
0: okay yeah travel channel right yeah <laughs> all right what's your favorite this is for a traveler now weekend getaway spot gosh the
1: couch <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: horrible no, i know no, my house, great. i like my house
0: no that is awesome that you have a home that you love that much that's great all right coffee or tea
1: coffee
0: twitter or facebook facebook window seat or aisle Uh, window oh good that's inside traveler tip right all right what college class would you most like to take today if you went back to school
1: oh my gosh um architecture some kind of sacred architecture
0: beautiful okay and what's your perfect date night describe it
1: well um we are somewhere foreign anywhere (laughs) (laughs) okay We have foreign coffee, ice nice. cream, and the weather is perfect. That and my husband's so with me, of course.
0: Romantic. Oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> you survived. That's it. That wasn't okay. so bad. And we got to find out more about you traveling, but also liking to stay at home. I love that because that's what home's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be that comfort zone for you. Um, well,
1: yeah, Dana, I really appreciate both both aspects. So
0: absolutely, yeah. And you know, Dana, I want to thank you for coming on here, but also before you have to go, I want to give you a chance to give a shout out to what's what's new, what's going on in your life. What news do you want to share with all of us?
1: Oh, I have a new television series coming out called um, A Papal Pilgrimage in the Holy Land, and it'll be out um, next month on Catholic TV and Shalom World, and it'll be out on EWTN in June. So if people just want to visit my website for the broadcast dates and times, they can see it there. And it's essentially just following Pope Francis on his pilgrimage that he took two years ago to the Holy Land.
0: That is awesome. So they can find out about that at thefaithfultraveler.com. That's correct. Awesome. And I love that you're a fellow Catholic TV girl. I'm hoping yeah. to get, hoping to get you on the gist when we're when we're taping there sometime soon. Um, That'd be
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, we just girls. We no Catholic TV girls got to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Diana. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and thank you also for just the work that you do. You and your husband, this beautiful I won't call it a ministry. <laughs> this beautiful hobby inspiring hobby that you share, teaching all of us how we can be Catholic all over the world and the inspiration that can come from that. Thanks for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, and God bless you in all you do. Thanks for coming on. Thanks again. All right. God bless. What a lot of fun Diana von Glahn is from The Faithful Traveler. I just love the work that she and her husband do together, and I love that they do it together. It's really inspiring, and I'm looking forward to seeing their show on Catholic TV and on EWTN coming up real soon. But now I want to share a little bit of reader feedback. One of you left me some voice feedback this past week. You know I love it when you do that. If you want to leave me voice feedback on any of the topics, especially this week's topic on splitting housework inside of a marriage, you can go to daniellebean.com and there's a little tab there to leave voice feedback on the right side of the screen and it will take you to um, SpeakPipe, which is a service um, that allows you to leave a 90-second message. You can do it right on your computer. You don't need special equipment. Or if you want to, like Sarah Reinhardt has done in the past, just record your own MP3 on your phone or whatever you use to record and email it to me at danielle at Danielbean.com. But this week, I heard from listener Annie, and she wanted to share a little bit of her thoughts about prayer from a recent podcast. So let's listen to what Annie had to say.
2: Hi, Danielle. I wanted to share with you a little bit about Prayer And my prayer life and the struggles I've had, I used to struggle because I had set very high expectations for myself and for my prayer life. So I wanted to go to an hour of adoration every day, I wanted to pray a full rosary every day, and sometimes juggling a full-time job and five children and just the the craziness of everyday life, I wouldn't have time to do those things. So I would just kind of give up. And somewhere along the line, I realized that God is just happy with whatever we can give him. If it's a five-minute visit to the Blessed Sacrament, he's pleased with us and thrilled that we're there. And I saw, I started to see it as a dear friend or someone that would come to visit me. I would be happy with a five-minute visit. Even if that's all that person could give and I would treasure that. And I think that's how our Lord sees us. Whatever we can give him, whatever time and prayer we can give him, he values. So, and he makes it worthy. So, I I think that doing little things throughout the day, small prayers, um, I sometimes spread out my rosary throughout the day, um, really helps your life be centered on prayer and really makes prayer a habit. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you for everything you do and for this beautiful ministry. God bless you. Thank you so much for leaving that voicemail, Annie, because what you share
0: is so important on the topic of prayer that sometimes we do set these big goals for ourselves. And if we don't quite make them, the temptation is just like you said, to give up walk away from it. But realizing that it's a relationship and just how much Jesus loves to spend even just a little bit of time with us is so important and so valuable especially to busy women who are busy with work or families that it's not always going to, you're not always going to have that time, you know, great big chunks of time that are set aside strictly to devote to prayer, especially if you're living out an active vocation to marriage and family life. So it's important to recognize the value of even those little bits of time that you can turn to God in your heart and spend a little bit of time in prayer, a little bit of time just sitting in his presence, even if it's not in the Adoration Chapel, even if it's, you know, sitting in your living room for a few minutes before the kids get up or soon after they go to bed or during nap time or whatever it is that suits your lifestyle. And I think that a really important thing that comes out of what you share, Annie, is this idea that we're working on this relationship and that it happens in those little bits. And I know I have found that the more I accommodate my daily schedules in that way, not trying to fit prayer in, but make prayer part of who I am and what I do all day long in that relationship kind of perspective, that The more fruit that my, my prayer life really bears and that, you know, I really begin to feel like I, I know God and that He's very much present in my life in a way that I can see and that I can experience fully. And that comes from not necessarily spending hours every day on your knees in the chapel, but from turning your heart toward God, turning your heart toward your relationship with God. Um, you know, that, that idea that, we're his children we're his precious children and any little bit that we can turn to him in he loves it i always think of like my preschoolers that they go through the stage in their toddlerhood where they turn to me in everything they do whether they get hurt or they're excited or happy about something or scared of something that their first impulse is to look for mom and connect with me in that that experience and to look for my support but also just to share their joy sometimes And that's the kind of relationship God wants to have with us. We're His precious children, and He wants us to turn to Him in the good, and the bad, and every little bit of our days, and, you know, in our work, and in our play, and in our downtime, and when we're so crazy busy and distracted, to just remembering His presence there is so important. So thank you so much, Annie, for sharing that. I think it's really encouraging to hear from a mom who's doing exactly that. And I love that you shared that you break up your rosary sometimes, because that 's a very concrete, practical way that it 's not all or nothing that if all you can do is a decade right now, maybe you 'll be able to do another decade later on this afternoon or whatever. Give God that time, give God that that prayer time that you can you can give him right now, so very encouraging and thank you for leaving that voicemail. You guys know I love voicemail, so leave me some whether you want to share about prayer or um, a different topic that we've taken up here on the podcast, if you want to share about splitting housework in your inside of your marriage, if you want to yell at me for the unfair things I said today leave me a voicemail, leave that voice feedback, go to daniellebean.com, click on that little tab on the right side of the screen, it'll bring you to the SpeakPipe website where you can leave a 90 second message. I haven't yet upgraded. But I am looking into some different ways to support this podcast. So I'll be able to do things like upgrade um, the ways in which I receive voicemail, um, help pay some of the hosting costs and that kind of thing. I'm looking at patreon.com. For those of you who are familiar with that, I may have I may set up my account and have some news to share about that next week. Um, and I'm also looking f- in, at some different relationships with potential sponsors for this podcast. I don't want to do anything that compromises the podcast in any way. So I would never take a sponsor that interferes with my mission in any kind of a way or interferes with the quality of the show. And same with Patreon. There's, I'm looking at different ways that I can offset the costs of podcasting and possibly improve upon the podcast. But... I'm looking to do so in a way that doesn't um affect your experience of the podcast and no matter what I end up doing, what I end up deciding, for sure this podcast is always going to be remain free and I'm always going to be doing it once a week um and posting it at DanielleBean.com. so there's that guarantee.
2: Listen up, girlfriends.
0: It's time for the weekly challenge. We got this. Yeah, we do got this because this week's challenge is easy. It's pretty simple. We're talking about splitting housework Inside of our marriages, um, the ways in which we do that and our attitudes as we approach it. And so my challenge for you is to spend some time thinking about your approach, your attitude toward housework, your attitude towards splitting chores, um, splitting work between you and your husband, and then spend a little time in prayer. That's all. Spend some time looking at your attitude, reflecting on what your attitude is and has been, and then spend some time in prayer asking God in what ways he wants you to change to improve your marriage. Maybe you're, you've you already got this all figured out and your marriage is going great and you know, you've got the split between household tasks in a way that you never resent. Have that prayer anyway. There, there's going to be some way that God is calling you to improve your marriage. So Most of us fall into the other category, which is there's room for improvement here. So spend a little time evaluating your attitude and then just spend a little quiet time in prayer, opening your heart up to some way, maybe it's just a small way, that God might be calling you to um, shift your attitude or uh, shift your actions in this area in the coming week. And then let me know how it goes for you. I would love to hear from you, Danielle at daniellebean.com. Tell me your thoughts about This topic, which can be a tricky topic. So let me know how you're feeling about it, what you're thinking about it, what your struggles are. And, um, we can share your feedback or not share your feedback. Some people send me. Um, some emails and ask that I don't share it on the podcast. I appreciate that too, because your feedback is always really important to me. Uh, I love to hear how the podcast is helping you or what kinds of things you'd like to hear more about on the podcast. Just give me that feedback so I can make sure that I'm I'm meeting your needs here. And if you don't want me to share it on the podcast, that's totally fine. Just you know, leave a little note um, inside of your email letting me know that. And while we're talking about feedback, I want to share with you guys that I'm on Voxer, which is... So exciting! Those of you who don't know what Voxer is, it's a um, it's an app you can put on your smartphone. I think you can also use it on the web. Um, I haven't done that, but. Uh, It's an app you put on your phone and you can connect with friends, connect with your contacts on there. And instead of sending text messages, send voice messages, like leaving a voicemail. Like, do you ever call a friend and hope that their voicemail picks up because you can't have a real conversation, but you want to convey some information quickly and don't want to have to type it out in a text or an email? Voxer is great for that, but it's also a way that you can connect with me if you want to. I'm Danielle Bean on Voxer, and if you're on there, connect with me, and you could um, leave me a message that way that I could potentially use on the show. So lots of different ways that you can get in touch with me. Also on the subject of feedback, some of you awesome ladies have left me reviews on iTunes, and I didn't check last week, so sorry if you are waiting to hear your name and... I disappointed you last week, but um, we've got three awesome ladies who have left me reviews at iTunes. And like I said, the reviews at iTunes um, are a great way that you can support the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to see it continue to grow, you can leave a review. You can leave a rating on iTunes and while you're there, definitely subscribe. Subscribe in iTunes. It really helps um, bring up the numbers of the podcast. It really helps us to get the word out about girlfriends. Or if you don't use iTunes, if you use Stitcher or some other service, make sure you're subscribing because that's very helpful. But in addition to subscribing, the reviews are also very helpful. And um, this week, I heard from Musical Mom of Three who said, I've been listening to this podcast ever since I heard Danielle speak in Buffalo. Oh, hey, Buffalo girl. Nice. I like that. Um, At the Buffalo Catholic Women's Conference a few months ago, I will echo other listeners when I list three reasons. Okay, you can tell she's been listening to girlfriends. Three reasons to love girlfriends <laughs> sounds like one of my my subjects. Anyway, um, first she discusses timely topics. Second, there is a non-judgmental tone, and third, Danielle's vulnerability makes it easy for moms to relate. Well, thank you. I appreciate that musical mom of three. Very very helpful and um, a nice feedback. Very encouraging for me. And then um, BCS with a bunch of numbers. I can't even say all those numbers. Was, is the username here said I? look forward to listening to this every Wednesday morning when I have to go through my boring back strengthening exercises. I wish she posted three per week so every exercise session would fly by. It's entertaining and uplifting. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that um, positive review on iTunes. And then finally, Faith AZ says, Danielle projects such a friendly and approachable personality. I like the format of the show with the pep talk at the beginning, followed by the interview with Catholic women of various walks of life. The podcast is a joy. Thank you for that, Faith. Really appreciate those reviews. They're very valuable to me. So if you haven't already done so, I would appreciate you taking the time to go to iTunes. It's a great way that you can support the podcast and give me feedback all at once. And now it's a good thing that I don't happen to have a shout-out this week. Nobody let me know anything that was good for a shout-out. So um, I guess that's for best, though, because we're we're coming up on an hour here, and I don't want to go over that hour. So um, if you have a shout-out for next week, this is your great opportunity. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. Let me know what's going on in your world that's good, that maybe you deserve a shout-out. Let me know what's going on with a girlfriend of yours who needs some encouragement, some affirmation, that's what we specialize in here. So let us know. Danielle at daniellebean.com, facebook.com slash bean. You can connect with me on Voxer. You can send me that voice feedback. Lots of ways for you to get in touch with me, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And thank you for being here again for another episode of Girlfriends. Your presence here really encourages me. It means so much to me that you show up week after week and you give me your feedback. I I love what we're doing with the show. I love the ways in which it's growing. But most of all, I love hearing how it's affecting your life and the ways in which it's helpful to you, the, the ways in which it might encourage you to think about things you wouldn't have thought about otherwise, the ways in which it challenges you. So I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life that way. It means so much to me that you take the time, that you spend this set amount of time with me each week. It really is very meaningful and important to me. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you'll enjoy your day and God bless your week.
1: Girlfriends is a Danielle Bean production. Know your worth. Find your joy.